In today's world, it is confusing and difficult to obtain the necessary things to ascend. I would like to share with you my inner circle and team where we are all consciously ascending. Through health, wellness, nutrition, and financial means, there is no boundary or limit that my team can't achieve. Upgrade your network, upgrade your health, upgrade your finances. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Ascension Show. Hope you're having a great day so far. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I've got my great friend Samara with me here. I'm so excited to have this conversation with her. Shockwaves are going to be made. We've had some technical difficulties. The Matrix and their agents don't want this to happen, but it's happening. So the devil can suck it today. Samara, can you give a, yeah. a yeah? Can you give a short introduction about yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Of course. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. I think it's going to be a great episode. I'm really excited. Um, my name is Samara. I'm 24 years old. I'm an entrepreneur within the real estate industry, and I'm located and based in Montreal, Canada. Awesome. And so let's let's touch base on the real estate stuff, because I think that's a great topic to, to start with. I mean, that's kind of where your journey started out. And mm -hmm. from my understanding, you started when you were really young. Really young. Yeah. Honestly, um, being an entrepreneur was always a passion of mine. I actually unintentionally started a company when I was 13 years old, which had nothing to do with real estate, but just a little bit about my background. Um, yeah. Anyways, so going back to real estate, um, I started out when I was 15. My dad was an entrepreneur for all of his life. He started out with the cleaning company and then he went on to the restaurant business, opened his own restaurant. After he sold that, he went on to real estate. And the way me and my dad would spend time with each other was he would bring me to work with him. So when I turned 15, I'm like, okay, well, I've been doing this with you for a long time. I'm like, put me on payroll. I want to learn everything about the business. I'm like, one day I'm going to inherit this. And this is going to be, you know, part of my legacy and my empire. So I'm like, better to learn now. And so ever since I was 15 years old, um, I would go on projects with him. I would basically learn the ins and outs of the business, exactly what he would do. He taught me the infrastructure of how to automate the company how to run the company also connected me with all of his contacts um, so I would sit in listen to meetings with him listen to meetings with the notary with him and yeah so basically he does fix and flips and so um, he would bring me on these projects so we would go to these construction sites and and you know I would see the the disaster of the house from before to after and the complete transformation. I just fell in love with the industry and like fell in love with how, you know, he could make a beautiful home from something that was, you know, completely gutted, had no walls, had no flooring. And then it just, you know, transformed into this beautiful house. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. And I think there's something resonant with feminine nature being attracted to like making something that was once ugly, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's I think it's one of the most fulfilling things you can do too. like you have your own business, but you're also doing something rewarding. Um, exactly. And to kind of go back what you said when you were 13, when I was 14, I started a lawn business in my neighborhood and I started cutting no lawns way. for people. Yeah. And I had that up until I went to school. Um, so, I, yeah, young entrepreneurs. Um, that's really cool. Um, I, I think one thing 
with real estate, with businesses in general, it's like you're going to come across a lot of headaches, a lot of stupid problems, kind of like the technical difficulties we had. Like, it seems like everything's fine. And then all of a sudden something happens. And so I can imagine you're 15, 16, 17, 18, like learning the business. And then you're coming across a bunch of like little problems that you're facing in the process. And I'm, I'm just kind of wondering how you handled that as an entrepreneur. Yeah, honestly, I think the key thing is patience. Um, when you're in this line of work, there's always going to be little headaches like this. And it's like inevitable. So I think patience is like the best way to deal with things. And also like having an attitude that's like, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, you just have to like kind of circle around these problems. Um, They happen all the time. Yeah, it's it's really one thing after another. And yeah having having like the it's almost like an affirmation it is what it is being a part Mm -hmm. of your life will really help you navigate the unfortunate circumstances because like stuff like that is going to happen and you know the way that you have planned out everything in your reality is never how it actually unfolds never no yeah Yeah, nothing ever goes according to plan yeah yeah, nothing ever go, does go according to plan, but that's kind of the way like life works in general, your business, your relationships, um, your, you know, your career. So yeah, yeah you just have to go plan. with the flow. Yeah, go with the flow and always know that your plan is never going to work out. So you have to understand how to learn to navigate these things. Yeah, like you can have, I feel like you can have like um, expectations to a degree, like where you want your success to be, where you want your energy to go, but you can't have, you can't put, you know, reality into a box and expect it to flow that way. It's just going to happen. And you really do have to go with the flow. There's also lots of freedom in doing that because you just allow it to happen. Um, because exactly. you have such minuscule control on things in general. Exactly. You just have to have an easygoing mindset. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so how did, how did your journey with real estate tie in with your journey with Airbnb? Yeah. So um, actually going back to that. So my parents really pushed me to do um, university and they're like, you know, you need a degree. And I feel like that's kind of, you know, immigrant parent mentality where they're like, you know, your kid needs to go to school. You need to have a degree. And you know, that that's the only pathway to success. Um, and so while I was working for my dad's company, I was also doing my degree and my dad really wanted me to focus on um, school. And he's like, you know what, forget about the company right now, you know, do school. And then, you know, when you're done school, then he's like, you have that degree and you can go ahead and, you know, focus on real estate, do whatever the hell you want, but finish your degree first. So then I did four years of school, which was painful. Um, So yeah, I graduated with a bachelor's in psychology and law. And then after that, I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to sit here, work a nine to five for someone else. I'm like, I really want to do something independent of my dad's company. And also, you know, something that aligns with my goals, my values and my bigger purpose. And then um, during that time, when I finished my degree, I was like very lost. I was lacking purpose. I didn't know what to do. And I was like, okay, I do want to do something within the real estate space. I have over 10 years of experience. And I'm like, what can I do now? Had no idea. So I was like, on this journey to search for some sort of purpose or something to fall in line. And then that's when I saw Kane posting about his mentorship. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, unicorn opportunity. I need to do this. So then I messaged him and I'm like, um, 
hey, I would love to be one of your mentees. And I'm really interested in, you know, learning from you and learning from your experience. And then um, as soon as I started the mentorship with him, you good? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I started the mentorship with him, um, he had all these opportunities within Airbnb and short term rentals. So, you know, his company was called Passivity. And what he does is he automates um, rental arbitrage for clients, but he also does property management. And, you know, as soon as he introduced that opportunity to me, I was like, I'm in love. This is something that I want to do for a very long time. And I'm, I'm like branching away from my dad's company, but I'm also doing something that I have experience with. So, I mean, that's kind of how it fell into line. That's how, you know, the property management started. And then I just helped him, you know, scale and build and expand. And that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think the real estate transitions really well into Airbnb stuff. Exactly. Um, and I think when you have a mentor, you are able to accelerate your goals in that way because you're getting that guidance. You can learn from their mistakes and their successes. And you're also like going to be surrounding yourself with other mentees in the program or what, you know, whatever. And then to kind of piggyback off of the immigrant family thing, telling you to get it, uh -huh. I'm kind of the same way. You right. know, you, they, they really encourage that because you come to like, you know, western western culture and there's you know it's really made a big deal um but it's really not especially with the expansion of the internet and there's so exactly. many different ways to make money and you really shouldn't be working for someone else unless that's your unless that's what you want um, mm -hmm. but i think that's what people want and so like for me i'm getting a degree in spanish and uh, so I get to study the language that I grew up speaking, which is fun, um, but yeah. it also is tiring. Um, yeah, it's also tiring and like, oh, I'm like, oh, okay, I want to do something else. But um, I'm also like really comfortable with where I am um, and just kind of like what you said before, going with the flow and using the time to build something. So that's kind of how I reframe school, but I really can resonate with what you say about how you were lost after you were done with school, because that four years is more or less a purgatory depending on how you make it and I notice a lot of people are kind of lost they're getting a degree in something they're not really passionate about they're getting a degree in something their parents told them to do and they're really there because that's kind of just the life that was built for them not because it's what they want to do and so then they end up joining a frat or a sorority and they kind of like you know focus on the brotherhood sisterhood more frats than the than the sororities like you know, just focusing on short-term pleasure. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I know, I don't know if it, there's any difference between Canada and the, the United States, but that's just kind of how it is um, most places here. Uh, and kind of you, you put off a lot of the things that should, that you should be worrying about now. The way I see it is if you can really build something for yourself really early on, you'll be able to have that luxury and relaxation at a later point in life when people would still be building as people hadn't even start building at that point. Exactly. Yeah. And um, it is it's kind of the same in Canada. I mean, like we're not that big on frats. We do have them for sure, but it's not it's not something that, you know, people I knew were a part of. Um, but like I do live in a party city so like Montreal is like a little hub for partying you know as soon as you turn 18 you know there's clubs on every single street you go downtown and you know people are out till three four in the morning and it's like it's a huge hub for partying so there's a lot of short-term pleasures and again like 
a lot of the friends that I was surrounded with during my university career, like, okay, well, we're going to go out clubbing and then we're going to put off our homework and we're just going to go party and have fun, you know, meet all these guys and, and yeah, basically indulge in these short-term pleasures. And I'm like, I always felt like I didn't belong. I'm like, I'm the black sheep of this friend group. I'm like, I'll go along with it. I'll go with the flow. But I'm like, this is not where I want to be. This is not who I want to be surrounded by. And I'm like, I have such big ambitions. And I'm just like, you know, stuck in the city where, you know, it's all this short term pleasure. I'm like, I need to, you know, regain focus and basically cut off all the distractions and sacrifice a few years of my life and then just build my empire. Right. Like you exactly. Said. Yeah. Yeah, like building you young. Yeah, building young. And then, you know, within the next 10 years, relax and then just enjoy that. Exactly. And that, there's not very many people that kind of have that mindset. And especially when you're at a young age like that, the, everyone says, oh, live out your young years, you know, party, have fun. Um, but you kind of see what's in store if you do that. And I'm also the same where I don't really fit in in the same regard because people want to have fun, like the short term pleasure. And in a way, I'm black sheep because I'm like going to bed at 10 p.m. and waking up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym. And it's like, um, you know, they don't understand. It's like, I'm like, sober September, baby, let's go strong. And then everyone's like, oh, sober exactly. September. like you're sober September, bro. I'm like, yeah, man. And like I get friends to like half agree to it and they break it like five days in I'm like come on dude <laughs> so it's no I understand yeah totally. yeah so it's um it's really there's in some ways it's a little bit lonely because you are choosing to not fit in because you you know that there's a lot of benefits in doing kind of what you want to do like because you have that vision um but I like to look at it like big picture uh, it's really easy to get stuck in everything looking at the short term um but what i like to do is take a step back and take a look at the long term exactly yeah that's the way to think about it and that's why i'm i was so lonely too like you know during my my journey to entrepreneurship and like i started doing monk mode too which means mm -hmm. like i yeah so I would cut off all distractions, you know, not go out, not talk to anyone, like, you know, just coop myself in the house and just work on my business and then go to my daytime job. And then, like, I feel like I really distanced from my friends at that point. And like a lot of the friends that I had didn't share the same ambitions or they just didn't understand the vision. Like they don't understand what I'm trying to build or accomplish. And yeah, so then, you know, Kane and Ali founded The Circle, which is, which is so amazing because, you know, we have access to this group of entrepreneurs that are like-minded. And, you know, now I feel like, okay, we do have all the access to all these people that share the same vision. And then it's just, it's so much better because you can foster these friendships through that as well. So it's not as lonely. Yeah. It's, I think it's really important to get connected with a network of people that are like-minded mm -hmm. in that sense, because, it helps accelerate your your mission because you're surrounded with those the same type of people and it helps you feel more like you're not alone which you know you're really not alone and um the, also the connection part you know making friends that are of the same like mindset and then also you can kind of bounce ideas back and forth use your strength and weaknesses to bounce ideas off and progress and you know use that for other business endeavors too because there could be people that are in industries that you need help with and 
and stuff like that. So it's, it's really awesome to be connected with a group of people like that and to just, you know, hop on calls and have masterminds and events and stuff that are, it's just going to keep growing over the years is, is really awesome. And Um, I don't know if you're like this, but like, for me, I kind of feed off of people's energies all the time. If I'm with a friend who's been depressed or like, you know, has like a, a problem and they just bring that energy around me, I'll come home and I'll go to bed and I'll be in that mindset and, and I'll just feed off their energy. So, you know, when you are surrounded with high value people that are ambitious and driven and motivated, you know, you feed off that energy too. That's why it's so important to be surrounded with like-minded people. Exactly. I, I think um you're definitely an empath because I'm, I'm 100%. an empath and that's how yeah. it is. Like you, you're so tuned in that you are kind of analyzing the way people are. And mm-hmm. um, the same thing happens for me, like when I'm with my friends. Yeah, my friends are cool. Um, but they're not on the same path. And like you said, they just don't understand. Um, so you can kind of like deviate from them. And when you're with them, you're like, Oh God, like, you know, this is not what I want to be doing. This is not the energy that I need to surround myself with. Some people are negative. They don't, you know, they have a negative thought patterns that they emit. They have a lot of negative things to say, sometimes even neutral things, right? Um, even neutral things aren't beneficial, right? Because you want to be talking about positive things to grow and talking about neutral things aren't going to help you grow. Um, and if you're hanging out with someone, if you're spending time with someone and you're kind of in a, a mindset where you're like not growing, you're not in a mindset of abundance, you're not in a mindset of positivity, you're not happy, you're not feeling good. And those aren't the types of people you want to surround yourself with. You have, in a way, you have to be ruthless with who you surround yourself with. And it's not personal to anyone. It's not, it's not a jab at someone else. It's just you looking out for yourself. You know, I've heard many, many, many uh, people who have made it say they don't make any compromises on anything that they do. So that means with the people they surround themselves with, the people they talk to, the people that they interact with the things that they listen to the food that they eat the time that they spend away from their their stuff so it's really important to be selfish in that regard honestly that's how that's how you really are able to kind of complete these types of things you have set out for yourself because if you're not selfish you're making that compromise and you're deviating from what you set for yourself exactly you have to be so disciplined in every single area you know, to reach a certain level of success, I think it's very important. Yeah. And also, yeah, I am an empath. So that's another reason why I don't think that I would be a great psychologist is that, you know, I would be dealing with all of these people's problems on a daily basis. And I just think that I would bring them home with me. And I just, yeah, I don't think that it would be a job that would be suitable for me either. Yeah, it's um, being an empath is, is, uh, a blessing and a curse because if you're an empath you can really resonate with people and you can really have a deeper connection with people and you're just able to understand humans but you also are very sensitive to that energy and that's exactly. kind of how that's that's I think but I think that helps you kind of become aware of where you need to put your energy and like what, who's an energy vampire or what's an energy vampire and what's going to help you kind of expand um, so it's been really helpful for me in that regard exactly yeah that's cool um and so i know uh we both kind of want to talk about health journeys and stuff and being i think we can you know transition from empaths to health journey really easily 
Um, I know we're both feeling under the weather right now too, we which are, is yeah. Yeah, another synchronicity. Um, but so tell me a little bit about kind of your health journey, what you've been through and kind of what it's like currently and stuff and kind of maybe, you know, some, a story or two. Yeah, of course. So, um, around eight years ago, um, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Um, it's called PFAPA. It's a super rare autoimmune condition um, that usually happens in childhood, but for some reason I got it in adulthood. Um, and basically what it is, it's like a tonsillitis flare up. So, you know, during periods of high stress or if I don't sleep enough, I'll get a flare up. So my tonsils will swell. I'll get fever, lethargic, brain fog, you know, muscle aches. And, you know, I just kept on having that on repeat um, for the past eight years. And so it's been really, it's, it's been a struggle, honestly, it's, it's been really bad. Um, so there's good days and bad days, but you know, that doesn't stop me from achieving my goals and it doesn't stop me from working as hard as I possibly can. You know, sometimes I do feel under the weather, but you know, Tylenol, Advil, everything helps with that. Um, and it also took me eight years to get diagnosed. So like I would be constantly in and out of hospitals and no one would know what I have. So like went through so many testing, went from specialist to specialist, went to immunologist, to rheumatology, to all these different types of specialists, like uh, healthcare professionals and no one knew what I had. So I'm like, what is going on with my body? I'm like, is it the food I'm consuming? You know, could it be like, I had no idea. I'm like, is it the environment? Is it the water? I'm like, it could be anything. And it just turns out that it was my immune system. And yeah, I mean, like it, it has been a struggle, but you know, I go through it and I think what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It has made me work 10 times harder than I, than average people I find, because, you know, I did graduate university while being sick. And, you know, I think that is a huge accomplishment within itself. Like, you know, no matter what, even if I'm sick, even if I'm not feeling well, I still, you know, give my 100%. That's all that matters. Yeah, I think you can always, as long as you're giving your best at the given moment, that's all that matters. So I'm glad that you said that because I agree. But um, it's, it's, I noticed that people who have certain conditions, let's say, don't really, some people can really double down on them and attach themselves with it and let it bring them down or other people can kind of arise from it and mm-hmm. not let it bring them down and so that I really think that goes to show the two types of personalities that we can come across in a broad sense and so I think it's really cool that you're able to just overcome and look past and work through it um and I Thank think that really, yeah it really takes a strong person to do that um yeah I can't but, let it bring me down like yeah. nothing can bring me down. Like, you That's know, you good. gotta have that mindset that you're unstoppable. So yeah, having a having that that mentality behind yourself when you and your brain can be one, you can really work through a lot of stuff. The only thing that I can compare it to is I had an ACL surgery, uh, like mm. a knee surgery. So like I had to really double down with my mentality. Like I was going on the internet and just looking at stuff. And I really did notice two types of people, people that are like, Oh, this sucks. It's the worst. It's blah, blah, blah. And just really being uh, negative about it. Then I saw other people that really just saw it and just attacked it and, and really took an expansive mindset behind it and didn't let them hold it back. And so I made the choice to just 
you know, take a positive mentality, rise above. And so it really is a choice at the end of the day. I love that. Yeah. So 100%. Like a lot of people have that victim mentality. Like, why is this happening to me? Why? Mm. And it's like, you can't think like that. And, you know, if you think like that, then, you know, you're just going to have like a bad quality of life overall. Yeah. You, if you take a victim mentality, then you're, then you're really operating on a very low vibration and you're not, yeah, you're not resonant with how the universe is doing things. So if you are able to reframe your mind to think about how everything happens for a reason and that reason's for your benefit, then you can, you have no excuse to take a victim mentality because everything has that reason for your advantage, right? So I don't like, what's an example of how your um, uh, um, autoimmune has benefited you? Um, I think that it just, it gave me a lot of resilience and grit because like, no matter how I felt, I still put in the work and I was disciplined enough to, you know, do my daily goals or like my daily tasks were always completed no matter how I felt. So I took like emotion and also like feeling sick out of the equation. I'm like, if I have something to do and I have a deadline, I have to do it regardless of how sick I am, regardless of how I feel. So I think it just helped me build discipline, also consistency, and helped me work even harder because I'm like, okay, well, if I work super hard on the days that I feel well, and then the days that I am sick, I can, you know, I could turn it down a bit, you know? Um, I think it just helped me accelerate even more because yeah. the days that I am well, I just push myself even harder. Yeah, because you feel good, so you're going to take exactly. advantage of it. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's super powerful um, because a lot of, you know, taking a victim mentality, you would it wouldn't make want to make you do anything, right? You would just be doing the bare minimum on your bad days. You would let it kind of consume you. You maybe be in bed all day or take a step back, not go to school, not go to work, not do the things you need to do. Um, but, you know, it, then like, again, it separates those two kinds of people, right? So the people that will take the uh, victim mentality the the losers and the winners right the winners are going to attack it and and still do what they need to do so i think that's really like re resonant of your personality and in in general of like the person who you are um so that that's really good stuff and thank you yeah and so i think and it translates really well to um like your business right so you have this influx of stress and feeling good and then the same thing happens in business right you have stressful days and you have good days but you still are working through them and i think that's that's where i i like stoicism um and i think that kind of concept applies like no matter how how shitty or how good it is um you know if you can remain still then then you'll be able to navigate through the goods and the bads and i heard caleb's time on a podcast you can't get too high on the highs and too low on the lows you kind of have to find that middle ground through the through the waves of life right exactly yeah, yeah. um so yeah i love stoicism um i don't know how Me much too. Yeah, yeah yeah it yeah it's a good one because it can help you it can help you really like be okay with the shit going out of hand like mm -hmm. if something goes if something goes quote unquote wrong then you're able to like remain calm and and navigate those moments there's a um what were you gonna say yeah I feel like it's also like a more of a like a masculine trait to have you know um and like you know the the feminine traits are like more chaotic and emotional and like irrational but 
you know, if you can balance the two and find the harmony in both, especially, you know, being a woman, I think, you know, that's basically the goal of how to, you know, approach situations, business, life, everything in general. Yeah, I think, yeah, balance between the masculine and the feminine in that regard is important. Um, but there's one quote from the book Meditations that I that I always think about. He, Marcus Mark, Aurelia? Yeah, he yeah. quotes, um, he talks about a cliff overlooking the sea. And this cliff, you know, all day was getting battered and beaten by the waves of the ocean. Through the storms and day and night, the way, <clears throat> the the cliff stood still and strong against the waves. It was never phased. And I think we can apply that analogy to our lives by remaining calm and collected when, you know, adversity arises at our feet. Mm -hmm. uh, we, you know, we can navigate the stressful events in life, emulating the characteristics of the, of the um, cliff, you know, the waves of life try and send, send shit to you and you can really just stay calm and be the cliff. 100% yeah yeah I but, still need to read the full book I haven't read it yet yeah I'm I'm probably about a quarter of the way through it's a tough read because it's very sophisticated English mm -hmm. um, but it's really fascinating and I recommend 100% it's on my list yeah it's cool do you have, do you have a book recommendation for us um I have so many I, it really depends on what level you're at um, because I feel like there's, you know, the basics like rich dad, poor dad, and then atomic habits. And then there's a good one. Yeah. And then you have like the seven habits of highly effective people. I think these are all like basic, you know, you, when you start to build your mindset, um, and actually I think I have some book lists even taped on my wall. Yeah. And then there's like the intelligent investor and blink and, you know, there's, there's all these books that are like at, at a beginner level but then I think like once you start um graduating from that level there's another book that I just started reading it's called reality transurfing and it's phenomenal. oh you read it all yes so I'm, I'm halfway through it amazing yeah I'm a quarter through it and I'm like fascinated already um and I think that's like a good like intermediate level because you know you need to build that mindset and you have to like build some some knowledge before like some groundwork before you do start like gravitating towards books like that so that would be my recommendation yeah reality transurfing has been really good for me and it helps me go with the flow and more stuff kind of how I open and open the podcast mm -hmm. um, because it really like once you learn about pendulums and how pendulums try and take your energy it really changes everything like everything is a pendulum and it will it's going to try and increase its swing by taking your energy and you just have to like literally i like the it's like literally let it pass you by and wave it goodbye literally love yeah. that yeah, yeah it's a good one that's yeah i would yeah atomic habits is an absolute amazing place to start it's such an easy read it's mm -hmm. so applicable to anyone's life um that like i read it and it changed everything for me um, and then reality transurfing is just one I've been working through for the past year, I want to say. Um, so it's it's a big read. It's like 800 pages. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, also, The Mountain is You is one of the best like mm. beginner reads that I've I've read. Um, and it, have you read it? No, I never have. I've never heard of it before. Oh, no way. OK, yeah, it's really, really good. Um, It's basically about self-sabotage and like, you know, how we do we have these like 
cognitive um, biases that basically make us not reach our potential. And like, you know, everything that we do is like kind of a form of self-sabotage if you're not like at that point of like reaching your potential. So like, it's basically helping you break free from that. And like, it, it helps you like restructure your framework, your mentality and like, you know, how to accelerate reaching your full potential. I think it was really helpful for me when I was starting out business. And like, that's something that I was doing. I was like, you know, making all these excuses like, oh, I'm not good enough. Well, I'm going to start not today. I'm going to start another day because I'm not confident enough yet. And then just like really just switched my mindset. Mm. Very good. I like that. I um I think the four agreements is a good one too. I listened to that on audio from I from have it. Oh yeah, that's a good one for for mm -hmm. um men. The way of the superior man is a yeah. good one. Even for women. Yeah, even for women, yeah. it's it's good too. Um, mm -hmm. but it helps. Yeah, it helps you men understand the like differences between masculine and feminine, um, which is a mystery to a lot of men, and still a mystery I'm working through. Um, Definitely. Yeah, but um. I, I like really found a lot of benefit listening to books on audio, like just going into YouTube and typing the book in and then audiobook. Then you can yeah. listen to like all the books on your list. 100%. Yeah. I'm like, I like to read like in physical copy and I also like audiobooks. Like if I'm driving or I'm like, you know, on the run. So yeah. Depends They're on both... the mood for the day. Yeah. It definitely depends on the mood for the day. Okay. So as we wrap up the podcast, I always have guests on the show tell me or share their message. And this message, you're going to be pretending like the whole world is listening. So imagine everyone is listening to you right now. What's your one message for everybody that you're going to share? Um, my one message for everybody. Hmm. I think that we're all here for a certain purpose. And I think that um, it's really important to find that. So encouraging all viewers, especially women, um, to go out and search for that purpose. And I think like fulfillment is one of the most important things in life. And the only way through fulfillment is to find your purpose. And once you know that you're here for a bigger purpose, a bigger goal, and that, you know, you can make an impact in this world, I think that's where true fulfillment lies. So encouraging all the viewers today to just go out and search for your purpose and whatever it is do everything you possibly can everything in your power to achieve that beautiful beautiful thanks so much for sharing that thanks so much for coming on the show i'm glad we touched over some um different topics that we had in mind but it was still a great podcast and i'm looking forward to getting to know you better as a person over the coming weeks and years yeah Thank awesome. you so much for having me on. I can't believe after all the technical difficulties <laughs> and you know, all the pauses that we, we had before in the beginning, um, it just, it went super well. So I'm very glad that we did this. Yeah, I know. It's going to be great. Um, I had a really good conversation. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on and to the listeners. Thank you so much. If you got this far, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Peace, everybody. Take care. Mm -hmm.